podcast, podcast, podcast. We have everything for you today on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, it's safe to say that this was the most energetic we've been this week. I mean, we only had two shows this week, Bryce, but you were up and about today. Well, I think we both were. You were yeah. quite busy last week as well with the tour and yeah. obviously commitments for your other clubs that you're involved in. And this week, uh, I think we've just had a bit more rest, a bit more sleep in us. And we're getting comfortable th- th- as well. Like We're getting to know our, one another more. This has been our best show, hands down. Yeah, out of the five we've done, this has been one of the best. <laughs> so who do we speak to? <laughs> it's been a cracking show with interviews today. So we spoke to Josh Carr, Port Adelaide midfield coach, spoke some about some of their new recruits and uh, who's training well in pre-season at the moment. We spoke, I had a really good trait with a uh, chat with Josh Gabalich, who's uh, AFL.com journo, s- spoke to us about some of the clubs he's been visiting mm. uh, in the last couple of weeks out at training, who's flying in those teams and, and some of his thoughts um, out of out of Victoria. And Jordan McArdle, the, the Adelaide Giants baseball team's captain, who are heading into a semi-final against Auckland this week. Here at home, three-match series. So uh, exciting times for the Adelaide Giants. You also forgot the two Bryce segments. We had Harder, Better, Fitter, Stronger and also the Bryce is Right, which is um, backed by popular request. Uh, we did, and I was a little bit nervous heading into mm. the Bryce's right this week or this or today, but uh, you'll have to listen on to see how I fared. Yes, this is an exclusive, though. Uh, we are lucky enough to be joined by an NBL superstar. He's an NBL champion with United um, and uh, featuring heavily on the broadcast now if you are watching on ESPN or KO. Uh, his name's Pete Hawley. We thought we'd get a bit of an update on everything that's happening because it's been a, a full-on week in Australian basketball. Pete, thanks for joining us on SENSA. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to talk to you. It's very good to have you on SENSA in a, a very unique week for the NBL for good reasons for some teams, disappointing for the Adelaide 36ers and a um, bit of controversy surrounding the Cairns Taipans. What have you made of this week so far? I mean, it's been a bit of everything, hasn't it? Uh, I mean, it's been the story of the season, I think, with the NBL. There's, there's just so much stuff that comes out that's unexpected in terms of the result and the way the season's going. And I think if you look back at the start of the season, everyone's early predictions on how it would go in terms of who would feature in the finals. I don't think anybody could have predicted the top four as it stands and the teams that have missed out. I mean, you mentioned there, Adelaide, that's, that was my early preseason pick to win it all. And then for not to feature in the top six is, yeah, very interesting. To see what's happening with Melbourne United, um, they started the season pretty poorly and now have turned their form around. Similarly, the the Perth Wildcats. Um, it shows that the the competitiveness and evenness of the league that you just have to be on your game no matter who you're playing against. And I feel that that's what's happened to the 36ers. They've they've lost games. They've should have won. They've pinched a few and. As you said, at the start of the season, I think everybody had them tipped to doing really well. I said to Bryce that it's it's been the most disappointing season I've um, ever been a part of at the Adelaide 36ers due to, due to the talent that they have. But obviously, it's not just talent that gets you the wins. No, it's not. And you look back at the history of the NBL and especially the recent history, and the NBL is such a defensive-orientated league. And in the last three years, three of the top four teams that have competed in the finals all allow around 80 points per game. Last year, Tassie were elite at 79 points given up by the opposition. And then the Sixers this year were over 90. So no matter how good you are on the offensive end, if you just can't play consistently well on the defensive end, you're just not going to succeed in the NBL. And that's why I think you look back and everyone thinks, 
or they beat the Phoenix Suns. Well, I can't remember the last time I watched an NBA game and said, you know what, that's a fantastic defensive effort. No <laughs> one cares about defense in the NBA, which is why you can go over there and get hot and beat an NBA team. You can come here and struggle. So with our 36ers, obviously there's going to be some some questions asked at the end of the season. Uh, there's going to be some question marks around player contracts. Who do they hold on to? Who do they move on? Um, what about the coach, CJ? Do you reckon he would be nervous because his name started to be thrown up? Is he the right man for the job? Is he not? Um, do you reckon he's going to come under a, a bit of pressure over the next couple of weeks? I think he will just because that's the, how it is in the professional sports when you have a team that underachieves like this. It's just the lay of the land and it's, it's the harsh reality of it. Uh, and I've, and then you, you can attest to this. Anytime you've been around any professional club or any professional sporting environment, even back to my college days, when a team wins, more often than not, everyone's saying, geez, they had, they had a really good team. That was a lot of talent. And anytime a team fails, it seems to always fall on the coach first and foremost. So, I don't like how coaches can get scapegoated so easily, but I think everybody in, in this club really will be, go through some sort of review because they spent the money, they wanted to get it done, they wanted to compete for a title, and for them to not even make the top six is obviously very disappointing and they have to figure out where it all went wrong. There's a fair bit going on with the Cairns Taipans and the Pride Round. They've obviously got a match against the Phoenix. They're playing the 36ers next um, we don't need to drill too down, uh, down too far on uh, the decisions that some individuals have made. But for your experience in a locker room, Pete, where there's there's less players in an AFL change room, could some of these things divide a locker room and team chemistry when the outside noise focuses on things that aren't basketball related? I think it can, in a way. Obviously, it depends on the team and and how many different players and how strong they are, I guess, in voicing their opinions. I think that's just the way of things. With a lot of not just uh, pride around what's happening with the Taipans, any, anything that happens this year, I mean, we talk about how politics can divide people, so many different things. And I think as Adam Ford has been pretty vocal about how the team is all focused on one goal and that's playing basketball games, so you'd like to think that uh, it doesn't go a whole lot further than that. But again, when it's in 2023s, it's going to get picked up in the news. It's going to get spoken about a lot. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's just, I think, the way that he's kind of attacked it as a coach, and even Simon Mitchell coming out today, I think his quote was something like, I, I don't think we can thrust enlightenment on people. They've got to find it themselves. So I think, firstly, I think the NBL did it in a tremendous way with the way that they announced Pride Round and, and what they've meant, and rather than just forcing on every, on every single person. I think they did this in, in such a fantastic light. I think Mitch Creek was actually one of the, the main... Uh, contributors to getting Pride Round up and running, which is fantastic. But in the end, it's I think everyone hates to see things pop up in the news on an everyday basis when people just want to get out there and celebrate what's a great cause. Uh, and Peter, just a, a word on Harry Froling. He's obviously been in a in a terrible incident um, not that long ago. He's in hospital with uh, bleeding on the brain after a after getting King hit uh, out on the streets. The, those are the sort of headlines that uh, you don't want to wake up to in the morning? No, definitely not. It's, uh, it, it's a crazy story. I think there's so much more to come out from it uh, to how he could even get on a plane with having a, a knock to the brain and, and what ended up being a brain injury to fly under that kind of uh, injury and pressure to the head is really scary. So I think first and foremost, everyone's just so happy that he got so lucky that he's okay and they managed to have the surgery and he's in a stable condition and recovering. And uh, from what I've heard and what I've read, that the, there is CCTV footage and someone's been arrested and it's something that 
the, those one-punch attacks is something that, as a society, we need to just completely get out. And I don't care if there was things said. I don't care what it is. I mean, violence is never the answer, but especially when you've got what they call them coward punches and those one-punch acts that can do this to a human being, it just has no place in society. Now, Pete, Corey Homicide Williams changes his opinion um, more than I change my underwear, which is quite frequently. I need your opinion on who's going to win the NBL championship, please. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about training nappies there. I just changed them. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I can't go past the Sydney Kings. I think a lot of people, I know they lost two in a row last round, but I actually think that helps them as a team that was absolutely flying for the weeks prior to that. I reckon they just got a little complacent thinking they were a level above the competition. So those couple of losses are just going to help them flick the switch and say, you know what, we've got to go back to what we do well. They're extremely deep and the, the best part is their core group's been there. They've done that. They know what it takes uh, to, to win a final series, to win two uh, semifinals and a grand final series. So it's hard to go past the reigning champs. Thank you very much for your time, mate. We'll catch you on all of the coverage via the NBL2. Um, and we appreciate you speaking to, you know, your motherland here in South Australia, mate. Always, mate. Next time I'll be down there, I'll meet you at Billy's. We'll go from there. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Pete Hooley, who uh, is a brilliant basketball in his own right and doing amazing things in the media at the moment. Bryce, uh, before we get into the rest of the podcast, so Harry, without knowing all the information, has got into an altercation and someone's thrown a punch at him when he, he didn't expect it, which is obviously gutless. Um, how hard is it being someone who plays for a professional sport and, and going out where say the wrong thing to someone and uh, you could be in a lot of trouble and you almost need to be on your on edge whenever you're in the public because everyone wants to speak to you, sometimes at a urinal. That, that is the, the hardest thing or just about one of the hardest things to deal with in terms of being a professional athlete. You could be just out minding your own business at a concert or even at a restaurant or uh, in this case it was uh, out at a, a pub or bar or whatever it is. Um, and if someone just decides to heckle you or you know, they might have had too much to drink. Um, it's hard just to bite your tongue sometimes, mm. and you don't you don't deserve to, to cop uh, harassment like that. Um, and sometimes it does get a little bit too far if you if you certainly sometimes decide to bite back, and it can escalate pretty quickly. So we obviously don't know uh, the the ins and outs just yet. Um, as Peter said, there's some some CCT footage that's getting reviewed at the moment. Arrest has been made. Um, all situations are different, but it is extremely hard to, especially when you're just minding your own business mm. and, and just enjoying um, a bit of time away from, from the sport. Let's get into the podcast. A uh, bit of an exclusive there with Pete Hooley. We'll do that more and more too, so we can give you as much access as possible to all the sport which has been spoken about. SENSA Breakfast, we are back on Tuesday morning too. Enjoy the pod. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Happy Wednesday. Halfway through the week, a short week as well. Bryce Gibbs, how are you? Morning, Walshy. I'm up and about today. Yeah, I know. Reason. I can I'm tell, just, hey. I've got, got a pep in my step for some reason. This I think is I the most a, energy I've, I've I experienced. Had, uh, I think I had a really good sleep last night. I'm glad you mentioned this when you walked into the studio with a coffee for yourself once again. I've managed to find one that was left in the office here um, at Studio Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. 
Uh, we've both encountered the same thing over the past 48 hours, which I haven't told you off here. I think it's important we discuss it now because you were low energy yesterday because you had a bad sleep. And last night was the first time in three years I've had a radio nightmare where I dream that I sleep through my alarm and I can't get into the building and no one knows how to work the desk. And for uh, uh, everybody listening, I think it's important we share this because you go through anxiety when you have to wake up to do radio. What was your experience yesterday? Uh, well, I've gone through it a few times, I reckon, doing breakfast radio. And, I, and I've mentioned this before on air, so any new listeners, um, you're spot on. The, the fear of missing your alarm in the morning, and, I, and I'm not a morning person. Yeah, I can tell. I yeah. need my eight or nine hours of beauty sleep. And that's the biggest coffee I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm not a bi- I'm more of a small coffee drinker, not a big one. So you can tell the sort of areas I've been in this week. Yeah. But, uh, there's, I mean, there's nothing worse than missing a meeting or a, your alarm or in mm. any situation. But when it's first thing in the morning, it more than likely you're a chance to miss your alarm, especially if you've been busy and you've maybe had a big weekend, had yeah. too many alcoholic beverages or whatever it may be. Uh, if you're, there's always in the back of your mind that if you miss your alarm, you're obviously, it's not good and you let a lot of people down. So what usually happens is you find yourself waking up every Terrible. 45 minutes, checking your phone to make sure you haven't missed it. I think there's only two things in life that uh, will give you that anxiety, that you wake up every 15 minutes because you will be late. And that is whether you have a plane to catch because the plane will leave without you or you work in radio because it's not something that we can rock up at 10 past six and apologize to everybody listening go, sorry guys, I slept in because we need to be here to talk straight after the news at six o'clock. And this is something that never goes away. So don't think that this is going to be an easy process for you. You're stuck with this anxiety for life. Oh no, I'm well aware of that. Okay, great. I just wanted to... Um, to it's show good it. character building. No, right? I, I get it. It's emotional intelligence and resilience, and we're in this together, mate. We certainly are. So it's good. Let's get prepped for the show because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, prepped is a delicious fruit-based smoothie, clinically proven to boost hydration and reduce fatigue. Before we talk about the sport of yesterday, good morning to you, Jace, our producer, who knows exactly what it takes to go through some radio anxiety. Yes, absolutely. I have suffered from it in the past. I'm curious to know how many alarms do you boys have set i've got three to make sure i don't sleep in past them do you have just the one or do you go with multiples i have uh one on my phone and i have a two-year-old daughter that doesn't sleep so this morning (laughs) i was up at four um and uh resettling her and i thought ah might as well just stay up and get into work so here i am what about you bryce i'm same jace three Five minutes apart. Yes, yep. Because uh, I'm worried that I won't hit the snooze uh, for some reason. I don't know why, but um, occasionally there's no sicker feeling, I don't reckon, than waking up, having a look at the clock and going, oh, I've set it for PM instead of AM. <laughs> Isn't the, the best sleep you have too, if you wake up five minutes before your alarm, that five-minute window that you go back to sleep is the best sleep you have, and then you wake up frustrated? It's golden. Yeah, it I agree. Yeah, All right, Jace, you're yep. in here because we are getting prepped for the show, and what we want to do is hear from you today. So there's a couple of ways you can get involved um, if this is your first time listening. So we've got a talkback line, one 736 736 Save that in your phone. You can also text us on 0427-154-166. The easiest thing to do is download the app and then you can just press a couple of buttons and you'll uh, contact us directly. But we also do a social poll every day. What is today's poll? So today's poll, we've got 
a public holiday coming up tomorrow, which is contentious for some, not for others. Mm. Australia Day is what it is. And with that in mind, we're asking, what is your favourite Australian sporting anthem? Now, I want to qualify this. It mm. needs to be an Australian artist and it needs to be played by an Australian team, all right? So, yes, I know Enter Sandman is a wonderful anthem. And if you have a look at American sports, gee whiz, don't the college guys do it really well over they there? Love it. But here in Australia, an Australian artist that's played by an Australian team or has been in the past, that's what we want to know. So we've got three options plus other, bearing in mind that Twitter only lets you put four options up. Yes. All right, and there's more than four Aussie sporting anthems. So the ones that sprung to mind straight away were Down Under from Men at Work. You come from a land down Yep, we all know that one. Track. The, the obvious track. one, that's a ripper, that one. Absolutely brilliant song and uh, one of the great Aussie sporting anthems. Obviously, Hunters and Collectors had the, well, the ultimate football anthem in the Holy Grail. This one's on repeat a fair bit. Yep. Was it uh, Sebasville Winery on the weekend? Mark Seymour in the undertow, and the boys did play that. Of course, and they the crowd did. went they bananas. Um, and of course, if you're a Port Adelaide supporter, I don't think that there. And you've you've been on record already as saying, Jared, that Port Adelaide has the best match day experience in the AFL. Officially, yeah, I totally yep. agree with Thank you. Thank you. Um, and well, does it need any introduction? Let's just play it. Don't cut this one short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can sing along if you like, Bryce. I was standing. Oh, come on. You were there. Come on, Gimsy. Two worlds collided. And they would never. This actually wasn't in the original list. I reckon you've just put this in this morning when we got here and we weren't looking. Yeah, but I mean, we're both high energy this morning, so I'm just <laughs> providing surprises, okay? So the everything... line is going bonkers. Crow supporters are jilted. Yes, I know the Pretender's a good song, but... Um, no, it was a hero. That's not a, no, can I, I'm sorry. That's not a good song, the Foo Fighters, the Pretender, to play at an Adelaide Crow song. I wouldn't song. have thought. Is it the Pretender or Hero that they play? No, they play Hero preparing for the ball to be bounced. Right. But about eight times. Like, just play it once. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to play it every, the start of every quarter. It's a track, though. I will say that. It yeah. is. Okay, oh, so I'm getting emotional. I'm an emotional guy when it comes to music. So let us know on social media. You can also text us in 0427-154-166. There's some really good options there. But if you pick other, we need you to suggest which one, and we can play grabs of those um, throughout the day. Thanks, Jace. That was really good from you. My pleasure. Are you still here? Yep. Yeah, sorry, just quickly. Uh, later on, you've got Jordan McCarthy from the Adelaide Giants. Yes. There will be a two uh, double pass for us to give away. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you'll need to listen to the interview 
with Geordie and then answer a question uh, that's related to that interview to win the double pass. That's what's coming up after 8 o'clock today. Thanks, boys. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, go have a chat to Jace when you call us on 1300 736 736 and you can uh, talk about whatever you like. You can cry into the phone because the Adelaide Strikers last night uh, were defeated by the Melbourne Renegades and now that is season officially over. There was hope that we would win the match, Gibbsy, and uh, be part of BBL 12 finals. But hearts were broken. It was it was close at the end, um, but it was Aaron Finch and former Strikers player John Wells that hit the winning runs, and that's season over. That's it. Another waste of a season from a South Australian team. Yeah, it certainly is. After a, a pretty promising start in this, in this tournament for our Adelaide Strikers, uh, it obviously hasn't ended the way... We would have liked, and unfortunately, just the last couple of games, it's just been left up to too few, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a a lot of questions that need to be asked as well. There's a lot of players out of contract, Um, one of them being Rashid Khan, that hopefully will make his return to Adelaide and the BBL, but... It's just frustrating to watch once again, considering the start of the season that we had. Um, we're still talking about the Adelaide 36ers too. I, I said yesterday I went to their um, their fan day, which was at 36ers Arena. That was packed. Oh, Everyone was, there from School Hollow. Oh, yeah, it was really, really good. And the players had an opportunity to um, to scrimmage. So they did a, an open training session and they did match simulation where they went hard. They went really hard. And I think they've got a point to prove over their last couple of games. They've got three games left, one at home on the 3rd of Feb against the Sydney Kings and having a chat to some of the players, you can see how frustrated they are um, because, again, a wasted season. And yeah. it, I guess, I don't know, like when, when you were playing professionally and even now with South, if you know that you're not going to play finals, is there a, a risk that you mentally switch off for those last couple of games? There's no doubt some players do. And it can be extremely challenging to keep everyone motivated and up and about you shouldn't it just should not get to get to that point yeah Uh, especially at the at the top level you would think uh, you sign up you're you're a competitive person you you should be motivated all the time but I mean if you're you're someone like a North Melbourne who have only won a couple of games for the year the end of the season sometimes can't come quick enough yeah you're emotionally physically exhausted there's obviously not a whole lot to gain but actually if you flip your mindset, there can be a lot to gain. And we, we spoke about it a lot uh, uh, at Carlton, about finishing the year strongly, especially you might not have to win and the result, but your performance as an individual and as a team can springboard you, give you some momentum in leading into the next preseason. Yeah, I think basketball is an interesting sport to look at when it comes to the end of the season with a few games to go because there's less players on the court or on the field at that particular time. It's really obvious when players start playing for contracts. So you might score 40 points and your team loses. That's good for you individually because you're playing for a contract. But in, in AFL, you might get 40 touches and your team loses. It has le- like less relevance because you're, you're not impacting the team as much. So it's going to be really interesting to see the, the last couple of games from the 36ers. And we'll keep you up to date with that. Um, we do have a, a podcast exclusive tomorrow with someone who is all across the NBL, but let's talk through some of our guests today. As Jace told us, um, Jordan McCarter from the Adelaide Giants will join us after 8 o'clock. Uh, Josh Gablich from the afl.com.au site will give us all the details about what's happening in Victoria. And Josh Carr from The Power. It's great to have someone from The Power on this week. Um, he's he's highly spoken about, Josh Carr, and we, we probably need to ask him that question as well. Is, is he preparing to... Um, 
getting to senior coaching if things don't go the way of Ken Hinckley this year? Because that is going to be continually asked. It certainly is. And I think he might have already been quizzed about it. Uh, and he, I don't think he's quite ready just yet from memory. But uh, things can change in, in 12 months, Jared, as we know, especially in the AFL landscape. Looking forward to speaking to him about his expectations of Port Adelaide. Want to hear his thoughts on the new recruits, obviously Jason Horn francis Willie Rioli, the impact they've had in the short time they've been at the club. Uh, I want to ask him about Xavier Dersma and him setting himself for a big year. So it's going to be an intriguing chat. We would love to hear from you. one 736 736 We are here thanks to Tyre Power Selected Kumo Tyres at 25% off before it gets really hot on Friday. 37 on Friday. Today it's a beautiful 27 degrees. This is SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Is this entertaining? Tyre Power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 19 minutes past six on this Wednesday morning, Wednesday the 25th of January. Can you believe it? Uh, January is almost over, Gibbs. It's ridiculous. The year is going so fast already. You have to look at your watch to check. To check the date then? Yes. What on? Oh, my gosh. Um, we are here thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires at 25% off. And love to take your calls. 1300 736 736. Just for calling the show, you go into the running to win a cricket stump esky filled with nippies, iced flavoured milks. And fresh juices. I haven't seen one of them yet. I'd like to take one home and pretend I bought it for my daughters. Um, uh, but that's yet to happen. Have you seen one yet? Uh, I'm yet to see one as well. Okay. I'm sure they're around though. They'll be around somewhere. Now, the, what we're asking you this morning uh, on our Twitter poll and uh, on the phones is Australian sporting anthems. Tomorrow is Australia Day. Um, we will be reflecting tomorrow, obviously, a public holiday. And I think it's great we take a step back and we have a look at some of uh, the anthems. We uh, already had some coming through on social media, uh, including this one. I, told you. I just thought I'd play that again just to see your reaction. Um, you had one, uh, a couple, Bryce. Let's go through them before I, I tell you a story about what happened at the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. I do have a couple of nominations. Uh, have you got The Horses by Daryl Braithwaite? Yeah, of course I do, mate. having some kind of like resurgence as well and it's it's cross-generational especially at the Australian Open this will be played Daryl normally like Daryl Braithwaite has other great songs but everybody's like when are you going to play the horses they have to and it's become a bit of a tradition I think at the Cox Plate too each yes. and every year they get him up and uh, blast that one out so I mean it's a favourite you can it's not only a great sporting anthem if you want to look at it in that light but just it's sing along though if you can belt it out in the car on your way to work in the morning what was one of your other ones? It's actually what you're about to say is one of my favourite songs of all time. It is a it is a great track, and it's from the Living End, Prisoner of Society. <laughs> Unfortunately, that audio sounds like it was in a tin can. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah. depends who you're talking to. It might be a little bit heavy for you at uh, 20 no past way, 6 mate. in the morning. But it's, um, it's sometimes good. you need that. It's good to get up and about. All right, I wanted to tell you quickly a story about an Australian anthem over in Qatar at the FIFA World Cup. So I was there in November and um, the whole lead up was fascinating because in the whole kind of uh, conversations about how I ended up going over there to work for Football Australia, um, I was contacted by FIFA and the organisers and they said what we want to do is ensure that every match by your nation will feel like a home match. So we needed to send through five options of songs that um, the Socceroos will feel like they are at home to. So um, one of them was the horses, Daryl Braithway. So at the end of the match against Tunisia and Denmark, we played that and the fans sang along, which was one of the most special moments where you have a look at a crowd of a couple of thousand Australians in Doha, in Qatar, singing the horses from Daryl Braithwaite. The other one, which was played in high rotation, was the one that we played earlier from Men at Work. Okay, so Men at Work down under, when the Socceroos scored, that is what would be played. When we won, that is what would be played. Uh, At every match, there was also a live DJ. And at the game against Tunisia that we needed to win, we ended up winning 1-0. That was the amazing Mitch Duke goal. Um, Met the DJ, and his name was DJ Downsy. He was from the UK, and how he introduced himself. He never took his his sunglasses off. So he's like, hello, mate, DJ Downsy here. Yeah, you want to hear a song? Yeah, yeah, DJ Downsy. So he was an interesting character. Um, He was checking with me what songs needed to be played if and when Australia scored and if and when Australia won. So I confirmed with him, DJ Downsy, we wanted to hear um, Men at Work, Down Under. All good. I feel that our wires got crossed when DJ Downsy was ready to play the song because he was DJ Downsy from the UK. He wanted to get the crowd up and about. So Mitch Duke scores, crowd's up and about, and DJ Downsy plays the remix. <laughs> All of a sudden, Al Janoub Stadium in Qatar is like a bloody nightclub and DJ Downsy is just moving and shaking and popping and locking where I'm thinking, this is certainly not the song that we wanted. So did you take offence to this? Yeah, I took massive You hated it. Well, I don't think that's the anthem that we play. I mean, I'm a lot older than you, so you might like that version of Land Down Under. But for me, I want the original. I want the one that makes us feel Australian and patriotic. I want this one. I don't want to be three o'clock in the morning on Hindley Street. So we got that feedback, and uh, DJ Downsy wasn't at the next Socceroos game against okay. Denmark. Well, that is fair enough. And it is funny with some of these uh, remixes from old, great Australian tunes. Yeah. You see it in the gym a lot. So, like, at the footy club, some of the, the younger boys come in, and th- that song, that Land Down Under yeah. techno remix might be in their playlist. But they some of them don't realise that there's an original Exactly. So they play it thinking, oh, yeah, how good is this song? How good like, is this, this new song? Yeah. Under, like, <laughs> how good? And it's like, you know, there's an actual proper and original. And they go, they look at you with a blank face. We're at what that age now, like, too. That's what, yeah. That's Fleetwood what, that, Mac that, that Dreams. Happen. All yeah. of these songs have been remastered now. And kids are going, oh, have you heard of this um, new group called um, ABBA? 
We, what are you talking about? So, look, keep your suggestions coming in. Um, you can send us a text, 0427-154-166. We'll have a chat to Beats from the Bay in a second who sent us in a text. Uh, and we are here hanging out in Studio Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We will continue going through the themes of Australian sporting anthems. We've got a sports update, including Wimbledon, very soon as well. Good morning. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 29 minutes to 7 on this Wednesday morning going for a beautiful 27 degrees today. Uh, A lot of guests coming up on the show as well. Josh Carr from Port Adelaide, our first one. Just after 7 o'clock, we are here. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. And uh, we're going to read out some of your texts very soon. Australian sporting anthems. And Bryce, I've been told that after the news, um, you need to have a, a bit of feedback um, towards me about some things that I've done. No, that's all right. We just, we've got our first blooper for this morning. That's okay. Oh, great. I'll, I look I'll, forward I'll to that. We'll do it next. Good morning. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Big thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires by three. Get one free. Going to be a big morning on the show too. Uh, Jordan McArdle from the Adelaide Giants joins us at 8 o'clock. We have some tickets to give away to their finals. This weekend too, it's going to be huge down at West Beach. Bryce, uh, we'll get to the text in a moment, but you were pretty keen to get some 360 feedback happening. And I think it's something that I need, um, considering it's my second week back on the air here. It's important to get feedback from Someone like yourself who I respect massively. Oh, no, it's not so much feedback. It's more, I know you're excited. I know you're excited to be involved with the SEN family this year. And so excited. You're keen to give us a Wimbledon update, which is about six months away. What do you mean? We've got a sports update, including Wimbledon very soon as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, I, mean, I, no, I know I, you're excited. Also talking about uh, DJ Downsy from the UK. So maybe he just he's right. He might be right in your head at the moment. <laughs> Look, I'm just uh, I'm a big Grand Slam guy, so uh, I'm just saying to, to plan forward to see what happens in Wimbledon. We also got sent this one as well. Apparently, I got your name wrong yesterday. Mark Bickley joining us in mid Feb right now. Jared Walsh and Bright Gibbs. Uh, love Bright to Gibbs. have a chat to you as well. <laughs> just, just Bright Gibbs. Who, well, who is that? I'll be honest. You weren't Bright Gibbs yesterday because you didn't have sleep the night before. So you were, <laughs> we're asking for your um, Australian sporting anthems on the text line 0427-154-166. we got some suggestions. We do. Beats from the Bay. Morning lads, love the show. Surely up there Kazali would make the list. Oh, yeah. Up there and Adam, show them your might. Up there Kazali. I think it's not bad. It's very, it's very exclusive to AFL. It certainly is. The the track from the two man band. He would usually get a, a regular gig in the grand final pre entertainment. Yes. It? Yeah. They. I think like uh, they just wheel Mike Brady out <laughs> until they can't wheel him out anymore. Right. So he's he's at the MCG in a cupboard and they just wheel him out to go. Has anyone seen Mike? He's ready. He's great. He's guitar tuned. Awesome. Let's go. 
Um, well, you've got to keep those suggestions coming in because you do go into the running to win um, the, the amazing phone charger that we've got to give away. It's a Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. Um, the Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, but also your tablet and your earbuds powered at 24-7. So keep on sending through your texts. You can also get involved on social media as well. Let's get into a sports update. Thanks to Prep, the Athlete's Choice of Performance Hydration Drinks because there's a lot of sport going on, Gibbsy. It's cert- there certainly is, Jared, and we've already mentioned them off the top of the show, but uh, the Adelaide Strikers uh, are done for this season in the BBL, uh, losing last night to the Renegades by six wickets. Uh, it was left up to too few, unfortunately. Alex Carey uh, with a with a 65-run innings, uh, but no other batter um, uh, managing to pass 20 runs. So, um very disappointing way to finish our BBL season this year. Kez was really good last night. His reverse sweep, um, premeditated shot to the boundary. Um, if it wasn't for him, the total would have been a lot worse. And questions need to be asked now. I mean, there's also questions. We mentioned this earlier about um, our international players coming back. I mean, does that disrupt the lineup? You can't say no to Trav, who'd be really disappointed with his performances. As captain um, and Alex coming in, who's made a couple of half centuries, uh, but does that disrupt the flow and the momentum of the team? Well, especially when you had guys like Chris Lynn and Rashid Khan who were playing very, very good cricket as well. So they come out of the side. That might have disrupted the boys a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to say no to two international superstars in, in Kez and, and Trav Head as well. But, uh, yeah, we, we know Trav would be pretty disappointed with his innings as so far in, uh, in the Big Bash this year. But um, maybe his head just was focused on India. And you can't necessarily blame him for that, can you? Saw a statistic last night as well. And um, I am the number one ticket holder of the Peter Siddle fan club. Um, But this BBL, I think he's taken six wickets. And I think last BBL, it was in the 30s. So um, for for Sids, obviously he's had some issues with his back and some injury. Um, I really hope he stays because I think someone like Sids is great to have around the change room. Um, on and off the field, his influence is brilliant. Also for the fans, they want to come and see him because he's so good with the South Australian public, but he'd be really disappointed with with that output this season as well. Yes, yeah, certainly. So we, uh, I mean, as you said, there's a lot of players out of contract at the end of this year. So hopefully Sids can sign on and uh, get back to that form that we know he can get to. So what we've been told is that uh, next week they're going to announce a signing for the Adelaide Strikers and we'll have that exclusive. So we'll be able to speak to the player on the day that they announce that signing as well. That's all the information we've been given, but just make sure you keep it on SENSA and we will have the exclusive here. Now what's happening in uh, Wimbledon or is it, um, oh, the Australian Open, that's right. Actually, I've got a bit of a quirky one for you here before I get to the Wimbledon uh, update, Walshie. Uh, LeBron James, his son, Bronny. Yes. There's been a push to get him to the NBL. Well, this is I know, massive. I know you. This would excite you. I'm a LeBron guy, very much. Yeah. So I've got about I've got about 35 to 40 LeBron jerseys, and maybe next week I'll tell you the story about how I met LeBron James in the locker room in um, Milwaukee. But I mean, that's for another day. I don't okay. want to. Okay. Right. So the deal would be a part of the NBL's Next Star program, where players who are considered legitimate draft prospects in the coming season would be signed and contracted in the league itself. So we saw it with. 
LaMelo Ball. Yes. He came and played for... He came and played for the Illawarra Hawks. Illawarra Hawks, yep. that's it. And had a pretty good season under them. Yeah, he did. He he was injured for the back end of the season and then he stopped playing. I think they rested him and, and put him in cotton wool, kind of like Josh Giddy because he was preparing for the draft. Yep. Obviously, Josh Giddy, who you just mentioned, the, a great product out of uh, out of our 36ers. RJ Hampton as well was over yes. at the New Zealand Breakers. So there's been a few of these next stars. Um, I'm a big LeBron guy and no one cares what I think about this, but I don't think it will happen. I'd love to see it happen. Um, but the, this, the show, the road show that would follow on from that amazing for the league. You can hope, um, our 36ers captain, Mitch McCarron, this is what he had to say about it. For us, it'd, it'd be cool. I think that the amount of talent that's coming to this league now and whether they've got a big name in the media or not, you know, we're seeing it just the quality of imports, um, in general that have been in this league. He's right. So that it's great for the league. Is it good for the team? Um, that's the the question that will be asked if Bronny James comes here. But I, I'll be honest with you. If he does come here, then I'll be all for it. I'll be his best mate. I don't care. Make it happen. Okay. Get it done. <laughs> Jeremy Lowlegger, if you are listening from the NBL, make it happen. Grant Kelly, we would love to see him in an Adelaide 36 jersey wearing the number 23 or the number 6. It is completely up to you. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. So now we're going to go... Uh, Australian Open update. Jared. Yes. Not a Wimbledon update. Okay, thank six you. six months' time, but when I'm sure Wimbledon starts, you can <laughs> run that segment yourself. No, no, I'll be saying fine. French Open there. <laughs> so we saw the number four seed, Stefanos Tsitsipas, uh, make his way into the semi finals with a dominant performance last night with a 6 3, 7 6, 6 4 uh, win over. I'm gonna, I had a good crack at this yesterday. I think you should have a go. I'm going to have a go. Jiri uh, Ledecker. Uh, so great win for him. And his interview was the thing that caught my attention last night. Two, two bits of uh, audio here for you. One, he's, he's tried to shoot his shot at one of our uh, amazing Australian actors. And uh, I mean, Australia is such a great country. Um, I like a lot of Aussie things, you know. Um, one of my favorite exorcists comes from Australia, Margot Robbie. I wish I can. Margot Robbie? Um, are you pitching right now? What, what's happening? Am I what? Pitching? Are you like, you know, making an, an offer? What are we seeing here? It would be nice to see you over there one day. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're ex officially extending an invitation to Margot Robbie. I just want to be crystal clear here. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's ambitious. He's had a, I mean, he wouldn't be the only one trying to, uh, to get... Margo in their players' box and mm. supporting heavily and cheering and it, it's, cheering. It takes a confident person to do that on international television. You can hear Jim Courier just getting really awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's so good, well, good, good, luck, good luck to him. Uh, and there was another <laughs> nice gesture he said as well uh, to say if he if he wins the tournament, this is uh, something he'd like to pursue potentially. I've I've recently from like sort of uh, became a you know. I've been, been putting a lot of, when it comes to charity, and I would love one day, hopefully, you know, winning the Aussie Open and giving a big portion of, of uh, the prize money to build a school in Victoria, which is the state of education. I'd like to do that. Wow. He's saying all the right things to win over the Australian public. He certainly is. If he's legitimate about that, that's unbelievable and, and good on him for doing that. But I dare say if he finds himself in a, uh, an Australian Open final, yeah. He'll, uh, he'll have a few that'll jump on board after uh, comments like that, I reckon. I think so. Uh, I wanted to give a brief update as well um, on a sport that I'm very passionate about, and that is uh, hockey. 
Um, our kookaburras uh, overnight ha- have made it into the semi-final of the World Cup over in India as well. 4-3 win over Spain. So they'll play either England or Germany. They are facing off. Um, and that's brilliant for hockey in Australia. There's a, a South Australian um, playing in there as well, Tom Wickham, who uh, is outstanding. And the kookaburras were only here a, a couple of weeks ago playing at Mate Stadium at Jeps Cross. So good luck to the kookaburras uh, once those finals happen. We will give you all of the score updates, our number one three. 736-736. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Annie, good morning. Oh, good morning, boys. Um, I'll just let you know that there's 53 sleeps to go before round one. <laughs> and secondly, oh, there's only one handsome Walshie. They're the terrace part. That's the only one. It just... It gives us a reason to play it again, Annie, and I'm sure you're looking forward to hearing it again at Adelaide Oval, right? Oh, can't wait. It's um, it's fine-tingling, to be honest. I just absolutely love it. What's on today, Annie? What's on the agenda for your Wednesday? Uh, we're bottling um, out at Henschke, so um, nothing, not, we're not... Not doing Hill of Grace or anything like that, but, um, yeah, we're bottling a few bits and pieces today, so that'll keep me on my toes. Do any of those bottles go missing? Um, uh, no, not the good ones, put it that way. <laughs> hey, we love you calling up, Annie. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Uh, there's a lot floating around in the AFL world too, um, Gibbsy. We will speak to uh, Josh Gablich about that, but we'll get to next. Um, uh, I believe that the Crows and Port uh, have announced or will announce where they're going to play a couple of pre-season games, so we can get into that next. And also um, we can talk about... Uh, Kane Corns and his response to the Taron Thomas situation. Our very own Kane Corns here at SENSA. If you want to get involved in the show, 0427 154 166. We're here thanks to Tire Power. We'll get your free five minute safety check. It's SENSA. Good morning. Is this entertaining? Tire Power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Seven minutes to seven on this Wednesday morning. Beautiful day across South Australia today. 27 degrees, heating up at the back end of the week. 29 tomorrow, 37 on Friday. We are here in SENSA Studio, Lumo SA1, King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, If you want to give us a call or send us a text, the best way to do that is to download the app. You can listen to us that way too, and you can let us know any questions you want us to ask Josh Carr from the Port Adelaide Football Club. He'll be joining us live at 7.15 this morning. So if you have any pressing questions, we want to ask them on your behalf too. Definitely let us know. The text line 0427 154 166. Gibbsy, there's a fair bit going on in the AFL as we are gearing up to pre-season. A lot of players returning back from a leave. And um, as Heath Shaw said to us yesterday, everybody's the fittest they've ever been, the strongest they've ever been. So what's going on in South Australia? Yeah, it is that time of year. And it's sort of... It, it's always January is always that tough month because you've obviously been training pretty hard in the off season like the players do now. Then they come back for preseason. You get to January, you you can't really get too much fitter than you already are. But games are still a good four to five weeks away, so there's yeah. a really tough grindy period 
in the AFL preseason, and it's right now. The players would be going through a bit of match sim, building that up, uh, the, the time of that each and every week. But uh, there's still about four weeks to go before they're, they're cracking in and playing some some opposition. Do footballs come out earlier nowadays? I think when you started, it was a lot of running, and now footballs are pretty much out from day one preseason. Right. Day aren't one, yep, no question. And is there any method to the madness behind that, or is it um, more focused on match sim where you need to start thinking about? Yeah, it's good to be running, but uh, probably you need to start thinking about running with the football. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the the programs these days can be tailored to the individual as well. So if you're you know a first to four year player, that you need to be building up your your tank and your endurance, and and obviously getting bigger and stronger in the gym, you, you might have more gym sessions. Then uh, some of the senior guys, so they can tailor it a lot more uh, to the individual. But I mean, they encourage you to kick the footies as much as possible in your off season, so that when you come back, because you are kicking the footies straight away, that you're not doing any soft tissues like quads and, and hammies uh, when when you come back in the first couple of weeks. Okay, we also saw that uh, Riley O'Brien from the Crows uh, went to visit Aston Villa and had a look at their facilities, did a training session. Uh, you managed to head overseas uh, in one of your off-seasons to have a look at the facilities of uh, an elite sporting club. Talk us through that. Yeah, there's some uh, amazing opportunities that you get as an athlete through you know, club sponsors or individual sponsors. And yeah, we saw Riley O'Brien with a couple of the, I think it was, oh, I was going to say a couple of the Crows players, but a couple of his ex-Crows Yeah, it was just like a in, former uh, catch-up, wasn't it? In in Kelly and, and Keith, uh, they were over there for Alex Keith's wedding, uh, I think. So they did a tour of Aston Villa, I yeah. think it was, and, and did some training over there. And yeah, that's uh, it's obviously a, a very, very lucky and, and a great experience to do that. And, and yeah, I, I was lucky enough to tour uh, Real Madrid when I was in uh, Spain uh, a couple of years ago and uh, just to, to walk through their facility, rub shoulders with some of the, the players, see how they do things over there. It's, uh, it, it blows your mind because we're talking about some of the biggest clubs mm. in the world and we all know the, the money that gets put into to some of these clubs. Uh, it's a, a pretty impressive setup. We wanted to play for you uh, some comments from our very own Kane Corns that were made yesterday about North Melbourne's Taron Thomas. There's a fair bit going on um, in at Arden Street at the moment, obviously a new uh, coach with Alistair Clarkson, uh, co-captains and some controversy. This is what Kane had to say. It was impossible not to notice the hypocrisy at North Melbourne this week after Taron Thomas fell foul of the law again. Last week, it emerged that Thomas had been charged with threatening to distribute an intimate image and Thomas was also separately stopped by police while driving with a suspended licence during the Kangaroos Christmas break. So no suspension from training, no announcement of him being banned from several games this season, and no statement about him working in a community program. Yesterday, new captain Luke McDonald was gushing in his praise for Thomas. He's a great kid, and he's as talented as anyone on our list. If only Jason Horn francis the club's most talented player since Wayne Carey, was given the same support as Thomas. Well, there's uh, our very own Kane, very uh, direct in his feedback, which uh, is consistent with and we love. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Bryce? Yeah, they're, they're pretty strong words from Kane, who we know is not shy of, of doing that. Uh, I, I think he does make a couple of good points in there and, and I found myself being a little bit frustrated at North Melbourne and, and how they handled some of Jason's uh, 
indiscretions or I'm not sure you could call them issues, but uh, and how they handled that. Uh, obviously, I had a relationship with Jason uh, for the for the 12 months before he got drafted, so uh, know him individually and and know knowing some of the stuff that he was going through. Um, I thought they could have handled things a little bit differently, and Kane's obviously. Uh, seen that uh, they've handled things differently with with Taron Thomas in this situation. So um, I mean, I can sort of s- agree with some of the things he said here, but um, yeah, they're pretty strong words. It's worked out well for Port Adelaide, which is great because we've got him. So at quarter past seven, we'll speak to Josh Carr about that. Um, AJ also sent us a text through zero four two seven one five four one double six saying, "Gibbsy, when are we going to hear from the Hornet? Looking forward to hearing from the young man. We're working on it. We are calling him every day." And um, there will be a time that we get to speak to him. But right now, he's got to focus on preseason and get himself right. And um, that's the main thing. Uh, Port fans, Josh Carr at 7.15. So if you have any questions that you want us to ask on your behalf, please send them in. We'll definitely get them asked for you. MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. As always, MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Short week for us too on this Wednesday morning at two minutes past seven. Uh, big show still to come if you've just tuned in to SENSA. Good morning and welcome. Our number is 1300 736 736. You can download the app, you can send us a text and you can get involved on our social media poll this morning. It's a fun one this morning as well, Gibbsy. It certainly is, Jared. And uh, <laughs> some of these tunes have um, definitely got us up and about. We're talking uh, Australian anthems tomorrow. Uh, we're reflecting on Australia Day and songs that are uniquely Australian and will relate and connect you to sport. So we were talking about this one earlier. Then uh, DJ Downsy in the UK played this one. There's so many good songs. We've had a couple of suggestions. We've got one on the text line and one on our Twitter poll as well, Bryce. We certainly do. Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother's been thrown up. That one was played um, over in Qatar as well, which gets everybody up usually before a 36ers game. That game, uh, that song is played uh, before tip-off too, so that's good. I heard Jason laughing in the background aggressively. Something's going on back there. I'm not quite sure. Uh, on Twitter as well, we also had this one from Jimmy Barnes and Tina Turner. This is NRL Grand Vinyl Vibes. Uh, we also had a cheeky text message on 0427154166, and that was from Steve, uh, who said, Great to hear the Newcastle Jets theme song. I told you that we could fly. So keep your suggestions coming in. You'll go into the running uh, to win that cricket stump esky field with Nippy's ice flavoured milks and fresh juices. We woke up to the news, Bryce. The Adelaide Strikers are out of the BBL 12 campaign, which is really disappointing. It is. It's uh, after such high hopes at the start of this BBL campaign for our Strikers. And the boys did get off to a great start too, winning a couple of early games. But 
the dream's over for this campaign. Uh, losing by six wickets to the Melbourne Renegades. Just unfortunately left up to too few. Again, that's been a couple of games in a row. Alex Carey stood up again with the bat, making 65. Um, Travis Head, another disappointing innings for mm. him. He missed out. Uh, and just, yeah, not enough contributors uh, when it really matters. Past 24 hours has been big for the NBL for a couple of reasons. And I think it's important that we touch on this because uh, it impacts not only the Adelaide 36ers, it impacts the league. There's also a player impacted as well with um, a bit of news. So first of all, uh, managed to head to the open training session yesterday at the Adelaide 36ers arena, which was great. So the fans got to see the players um, get involved in a scrimmage and have some um, match simulation and focus on how they are going to approach the Cairns Taipans who have locked away a top two spot. Um, Mitch McCarron, the captain, was asked about um, the season, but also uh, head coach CJ Bruton and if his job's safe at the moment. Oh, I think, look, we, you know, we'll have to have an internal review, I'm sure, of everybody, you know, players and, and staff and club, and everyone's going to have to look down and say, you know, was I good enough in the role that I was supposed to do? So I'm sure everyone will have to look in the mirror at some point. The way that the contracts work in the NBL and uh, in the NBA is all option-based. So um, a lot of the players have potentially one-year deals plus an option for another season, whether that's a club or player option. Um, there's a lot of watch this space on who's going to be returning next season. But as they were doing their match sim, getting ready to play the Cairns Taipans, Kent's Taipan's own controversy was happening um, in the northern part of Australia where a number of the players have reportedly become hesitant to wearing a rainbow logo on their singlets during the Pride Round Clash, which is against the Adelaide 36ers. So um, what's come from that is that the NBL uh, will reportedly not force the players to wear the logo for the match against the Phoenix on Wednesday and then moving into the 36ers. Um, so the players will still take the court against the Phoenix minus the rainbow logo their teammates will be wearing. There's a lot of layers to this. Um, what has been reported is, is it's based on religion. Where I guess I'm disappointed is it was only a month ago where Isaac Humphreys from Melbourne United was courageous enough to come out and say that he's gay. Um, and that's groundbreaking. I said that's courageous. That's literally his decision would have saved lives of so many young men who were experiencing um, struggles with their own identity and sexuality. I don't know the position that the players are in when it comes to their religious beliefs. I'm not going to pretend that I do know or, or judge them on that, but it certainly creates another controversy similarly to the NRL last year where some players feel it's being forced upon them. Other players don't feel comfortable doing it, but a lot of questions are asked. Yeah, and it, and I think you summed it up just before about saying there there is a, la a lot of layers to it, and and this isn't uh, a topic that it's you know one size fits all. Everyone has different beliefs and and sees things differently, and whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you you sort of have to respect it at at some sort of some sort of level. So uh, they obviously the NBL are, are working through that, and and will have worked through that. So. Um, it can be a little bit tricky at times. And then yesterday we get the news that former Adelaide 36er Harry Frolling um, uh, was a victim of a coward punch. The Brisbane Bullets player um, had a fracture of his skull reportedly and um, potential bleeding. And that's just from a night out where someone's thrown a swing at him and there he was. He's out for the season now, which is, a, a, again, a reflection on society at the moment of what happens. But... 
that's really sad for him. Yeah, these one punch acts are very scary. Yeah, aren't they? Um, and he's in a, a stable condition and, and recovering from surgery. He had ble uh, bleeding on the brain mm. and uh, wasn't in a, a good way by the sounds of it for a, a little bit there. So thankfully that he is in a stable condition. But geez, you, you don't like waking up to to news articles like this. No, absolutely not. We wish him all the best. Uh, a brilliant player. He's he's. Younger brother Sam as well is a boomer, so uh, you can only send your best thoughts and wishes. Uh, on the calls line at the moment, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We want to move in a different direction, brighten things up a little bit with Steve from Lilydale. Hey, thanks for calling the show, Steve. Good morning. Yeah, uh, good morning. Good morning, uh, former Adelaide Crows superstar Bryce Gibb, um, and <laughs> also um, uh, <laughs> it's nice, nice to, nice to talk to you both this morning. Um, I, was, I just wanted to talk about Jason Horn Francis, if I could, about what Kane said. Sure. Of course you can, mate. Yeah, because I think, as always, Kane takes it through the Port Power lens um, and, and, and tries to talk up Jason Horn Francis. But, but I mean, when you, when you apply logic to the situation, why would North Melbourne, with a number one draft pick, why, why would they have treated him the way they did? Clearly, they could see that he was someone who didn't want to be there and was just a petulant little child. And so that's why they had to treat him the way they did. Um, I've got a mate over here who's involved with the North Melbourne Footy Club, and he said that uh, when David Noble had to come out and apologise to the players because he was a bit strong with them, a lot of that was based on Jason Horn Francis because he was upset with the way the coach had spoken. Um, and that's, that's rumour, and you don't have to believe that if you don't want, but, um, but that's, that's what they're saying over here. Um, and so when you, when you factor all of that in, that's why North Melbourne treated Jason Horn Francis the way they did. So it's, it's against their best interests to have treated their number one draft pick poorly, they obviously would have tried to treat him well, but the fact is they obviously could see that he didn't want to be there, uh, whereas Tarrant Thomas does want to, and he just needs needs some help. So, you know, it's it's uh, hypocritical of Kane, I think, to be able to, to say that it's North Melbourne's fault that uh, that they're treating um, Tarrant Thomas differently. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks for your, your thoughts on that, Steve. And I can certainly see where you're coming from, but my question in response to that would be, why did North Melbourne pick him up in the first place? So when teams do their homework about draft prospects, they are doing their homework for two or three years out. They would have interviewed Jason, his family, 20, 30, 40, 50 times maybe. They, they know him inside out. And if they knew that this is what they were going to be investing in, why would they pick him up in the first place? Mm. So... They, they certainly knew uh, the person they were getting, the, the sort of player they were getting, the talent they were getting into their club. And uh, th th that begs the question for mine. If, if they knew that they, he was going to do these things and they weren't going to be happy with it, why, why invest so much and take him at number one in the first place? Steve, before we let you go, did you have a suggestion for uh, an anthem? <laughs> we're looking for Australian anthems today. Well, I did. I did. Just, just quickly back to Bryce. Just quickly, um, Ollie Wine said, "Don't pick me up because I'm coming back to Victoria as soon as I can." Um, and he stayed at Port. And and conversely, Jake Lever said that he would stay at Adelaide forever, and he left two years later. So, um, so you can't necessarily believe what the clubs say, but uh, what the players say at that particular time. That would be my retort to that. But one of the greatest theme songs of all time has to be the great "Here We Go, Here We Go, Camry Crows." That has to be one of the greatest theme songs. Of all time. Oh my gosh. Well then, 
Thoughts on that, Bryce? Oh, when when did they stop doing that? Uh, well, not soon enough because <laughs> <laughs> that exists and we've got it. Hey, Stephen Lillidale, thank you so much for the call, mate. one 736 736 Make sure you call back the show anytime. Um, we are going to talk about Jason Horn francis and everything Port Adelaide next when we catch up with assistant coach Josh Carr. Is this entertaining? Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And we are here in SENSA Studio Lumo SA1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Still plenty to come on the show too, including... Well, a game that we brought in yesterday, Bryce, called The Bryce is Right. Yesterday, we tested you on how to say names correctly, and you were two from five. Today, it's a little bit different. Um, to give you an idea and to give you a sneak peek, today we are focusing on The Bryce is Right on famous sporting quotes. What's your knowledge Ooh. like on historical sporting quotes? Not necessarily Australian. Could be any quotes mm. in the sporting landscape. Is that correct? Okay. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. Um, oh. Give it a crack. <laughs> Do your research. Hopefully I go more than two from five. I'm confident you'll get at least two from five today. Uh, we will do that. At about 7.45, let's turn our attention to Alberton. It's been a solid uh, couple of months for the Port Adelaide Football Club after a disappointing end to season 2022. One of their key signings off the field and part of the coaching staff is Josh Carr. Josh, welcome to SENSA. How's pre-season going and what's it like being back in Adelaide? Morning, Walshy Gibbsy. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, oh, man, I love, love being back in Adelaide. Um, it's been good to, one, I came over six weeks before Christmas and, and just by myself and um, I, I guess um, dig into um, training and, um, with the other coaches and, and then move the family over over the Christmas period. So it's been nice to have the family here and um, back and, and settled and um, ready for a big 2023. So you're back uh, coaching the midfield, Kari. Um, what are your, your first impressions of, of this group, this midfield group? But uh, Some exciting talent uh, when you, you name Rosie Butters. Um, Jason Horn francis comes into the mix, obviously the, the veteran in Bokey. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this midfield group and do you think they're capable of uh, big things this year? Uh, well, I guess my first impressions, I think you throw Ollie Wines in, into that mix as well. So... Um, my first impressions are they're a really, um, I guess, humble um, young group that's really open to, to learning and getting better. Um, I think as far as, I guess, midfield experience at AFL level, there's still a, a bit to go. So um, I've enjoyed, I guess, the, the six to eight weeks that I've had with um, the group so far, um, slightly getting everyone on the track. And I think it's exciting, an exciting young group. There's a great mix of, I guess, um, different types of players within that midfield group. So I think for the, the better midfields in the competition, that's what you need. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And uh, it's if if you've got the team on paper, it, it looks very competitive if everyone's fit and, and up and going. And uh, we've seen the breakout of Connor Rosie. Zach Butters is going to be in for another big year, I think. And uh, one I wanted to ask you about is Xavier Dersma. Uh, coming off his rookie season, he, he averaged nearly 20 touches and a goal a game. And, and since then, we've seen Rosie and Butters probably take another step, another level in their game. And he, he's probably the next one that... Uh, would be looking to have a good year. How's uh, his pre-season been? How's he tracking? And, and where do you think he, he fits into this midfield uh, yeah, the best? Yeah, I think X has had a, he's had a great pre-season and I've been really impressed by his attitude 
um, towards towards his game and the way that he wants to improve and, and get better. Um, he's obviously had a, a few injuries over the last couple of years as well. So, um, touch wood, he's had an injury-free pre-season. Um, you know, I, I think he just rounds out the midfield, especially on the outside. You know, I've seen um, playing on a wing and um, at, at times maybe pinching inside, but the majority of the time um, owning that, that wing and um, you know, giving the, the, the team the, the run up and down the ground that we know that at his best, um, he, he can give this group. Speaking to a, a couple of the people down at the club, Josh, um, the the fully fit side is something that the power supporters are looking forward to seeing because we saw the impact early last season. What happens when a player like Charlie Dixon goes down and Aaliyah Aaliyah suffers an injury? But by all reports, um, Charlie, Scott Lysett, Aaliyah, um, they're all tracking pretty well at the moment to have solid pre-seasons and um, that must excite the coaching staff. Yeah, it does. It, it is always nice to um, to have a team to a full team to, to pick from. Um, you know, you get a bit nervous about the pressure. Um, you know, who's going to miss out and things like that. But it's a it's a great position to be in um, as coaches. So, you know, we've started um, I guess match practice um, in in our training sessions, and um, to have um, majority of the group out there um, is always nice. Uh, you know, slowly players that have had I guess interrupted pre-season, they're being drip fed. Drip fed. Um, back into the sessions as well. So, you know, by the start, uh, I, I guess by the time we, we run out in the, the pre-season games in um, three weeks' time, I think we'll have a pretty full list to, to pick from. Got a text in 0427154166. This is from Matt, who wanted to get an update on the fitness of Josh Sin and also what the plans are from Dylan Williams this year. Uh, yeah, with Sinny, he's been, a, I guess, a slow burn as far as um, introduction into, into training. Um, had a few tiny little issues before Christmas, but um, he looks like he, that's behind him now. So hopefully uh, over the next week he, he gets starts um, coming into our um, our skill sessions and, and doing a few drills here and there and slowly building and getting ready, as I said, for those pre-season games so we could um, have him to, to try and pick from as well. And then the other one was uh, Dylan Williams. Um, he's been training uh, all pre-season and really well um, across half-back. Um, so... You know, as that sort of, I guess, small to, to medium defender. He's got a really good pair of hands on him, actually, for, I guess he's not tall in, in regards to, to defenders these days, but um, he reads the play well. And um, so far, he hasn't really put a foot wrong in, in regards to his defending. And just a couple more off the text line regarding the new recruits. Obviously, Jason Horn francis and Willie Rioli. Uh, we know Jason had uh, surgery before Christmas. Uh, he looks like he's back doing some running and some training at the moment. How's he tracking? Uh, and how's Willie feel it, fitted into that uh, that forward mix? Obviously, uh, Robbie Gray retiring. Um, uh, hopefully, Orazio Fantasia can get back to full fitness. And yeah, you can imagine those two uh, in Willie, Rioli and Orazio uh, running around causing headaches for, for op- opposition defenders. Uh, how's he tracking? Yeah. Yeah, he's tracking well. Um, yeah, Willie's been great um, within within, within the group. Um, you know, from pre-season, start of pre-season to away on the camp, he's fitted in really well. Um, and you know, his skills really come out um, in our training sessions. So um, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's looking fit, and um, I think he's pretty excited about um, you know this group and also being at this football club. So it's exciting to have him here. Um, and Jason, he's been on the track the last two weeks. So um, as I said, we. Our match practice is, is stepped up and, and Jason's been out there. So, you know, for him, it's about being ready for round one um, fitness-wise. 
so you're building that it's slightly coming you, you know you've only got to come down to a session to have a look and um you can see uh what he's got and he does a couple of things and you, you know, definitely think, think you see the talent you see the talent that he's got Curry, we're hearing whispers that you may have to travel to WA for a couple of preseason games against the Eagles and potentially the Josh Carr Cup against uh, Frio. Have you had any confirmation about preseason matches against other AFL opposition? Uh, I think it's uh, like not 100% confirmed, but I think it's heading that way. Um, it sounds like we'll go over to Perth for a week, um, play, I think, uh, West Coast maybe first and then Frio. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's stuff that after COVID, I guess you going away for a week isn't that bad these days. So I think the wife's happy it's only a week. And we, we, we hear from the boys that there's almost a bit of relief that you don't have to play Adelaide in a preseason showdown, which um, I'm sure it takes not, not just physical energy, but a bit of mental energy as well. So it would be nice not to face the Crows until you get into the regular season. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what the players think these days. <laughs> it's always... Um, you know, whoever we play doesn't really bother me. Um, if we play the Crows, we play the Crows. But, um, you know, it's a game, a game of footy and it's, and it's practice and um, be ready to go. But um, if we're not playing, then so be it. We look forward to the first showdown. But, um, yeah, any game of football before we start is always a nice one. And um, I'm sure the, the mental load can um, build up on you. But I guess that's just part of your preparation, how you prepare for it mentally, um, what you put into it. Uh, and just probably one to finish with, Kari. Uh, obviously, the expectations on on Port this year are, are going to be pretty high. They've they've managed to obviously get a couple of really great recruits in. Haven't really lost anyone. We know uh, of coming off a, a prelim final only a couple of years ago to not make the finals last year. There's going to be some uh, some you know pressure to to bounce back really quickly. Is that something that the players? Uh, are embracing or it hasn't really been spoken about much uh, this preseason. It's a, it's a new year. Ken Hinckley's obviously had a contract at the end of the year. That'll get spoken about at times and ultimately it'll come down to, to winning games and, and your on-field performance uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I look, as far as us talking about it, I don't even need to talk about it. But, you know, it's about a process and, and being ready to go for round one. So... Um, our prep right now um, is all about, I guess, getting fit and getting our game right to, to be ready, um, first of all, for the, the pre-season games, but ultimately round one. Um, I think there's always pressure, external pressure um, on football clubs and obviously Port Adelaide's no different. We have huge expectations here about, um, you know, what we want to want to achieve every year um, and that's, you know, no different going into this year. Kari, thank you very much for your time. We like to give our listeners an insight into the people that we... So what's for breakfast this morning, please? Oh, got it in my hand. Just a coffee. <laughs> and how do you have <laughs> your coffee? Yeah, uh, latte. My okay. sugar. Thank you. Well, when we get you into the studio, we'll make sure we organise that for you. Mate, all the best. Uh, welcome back to South Australia and welcome back to the Port Adelaide Football Club, Josh Carr. Thanks for your time on SENSA. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Going to head to a quick break, Gibbsy. Uh, not too far away, we will find out about all of the news that's happening um, around the country when it comes to AFL 2. And the Bryce is right. You need to start thinking about your sporting quotes now because I'm going to put you to the test. If you have any suggestions as well of Australian sporting anthem, 0427-154-166. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. The Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast.
with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 26 minutes to eight. We've got to go to news, but when we come back, uh, another big guest on the show, we have Josh Gablish from afl.com.au who's going to let us know what's happening in Melbourne. If you support a Victorian, we'll give you all the news about that. Uh, not too far away as well, Jordan McArdle from the Adelaide Giants, the captain. We have some tickets to give away and a new segment featuring our very own Bryce Gibbs. Not only the bright, but it's called Harder, Better, Fitter, Stronger, all that's next on SENSA Breakfast. Parker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And we are live in SEN Studios. And looking outside, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning. Bryce Gibbs, of course, Lumo Energy SA powering this studio too. 27 degrees today. The sun is shining. You've got a jumper on though, which is a, a bit confusing for me. Is it the air conditioner in here? Oh, it just you know, comes and goes. It kicks in when you least expect it and jumper comes on for probably 10 minutes and then I'll take it off. I like it. You can send us a text 0427 154 166. We're looking for uh, Australian sporting anthems today uh, because of Australia Day tomorrow. We'll play some more of them before the end of the show. Got a lot of texts coming in as well, though. We certainly do. Uh, one regarding one of the songs. Morning, fellas. Welcome aboard Walshy. Isn't Waltzing Matilda the rugby union song for the Wallabies? Yes, it is. And that is spine tingling as well for uh, everybody who has been to watch the Wallabies play before. So that's uh, a good text there, Lockie. Uh, Costa thought uh, Josh Carr was half asleep this morning. Um, <laughs> said he got him up and about. So uh, It is quite early, though. 7.30? Yeah, but I mean... It, you, you, sometimes people aren't just mourning people. Maybe you just wasn't excited to talk to us. That's usually the case with our listeners, but I'm sure not, <laughs> not our next listener, though. No, that's exactly right. Uh, we, we've had a chat about our South Australian clubs. Now it's time to head over to Victoria and find out what's happening with the rest of the AFL for afl.com.au. Josh Gablich, good morning, mate. Are you half asleep or are you ready to go? No, morning, Jared. Morning, Bryce. I'm, uh, I'm on my way to Essendon, so I'm definitely not half asleep, sort of, not too sure if you guys are feeling it over there, but get to this point of the Australian Open, and I think a lot of sports fans in Melbourne are hoping around the country are really turning their attention to the footy, because I reckon as soon as we get to Monday, people start thinking about round one and how their teams are going to look, so I'm awake. I called it Wimbledon earlier, so you can see where my attention's at, so I'm, I'm already halfway through the season and thinking about finals already. Uh, so you're heading out to Tullamarine today to watch Essendon train. Who have you seen already this week? Went to Carlton on Monday and they had a, a big match sim session. So I had a really good look at them behind closed doors and they had a 60-minute session. First time they've gone for, for that long this summer. And the, the big notice with Carlton at this stage is they're so much further advanced than last year. Obviously, 12 months on into this Michael Voss year. And it's a, we go back 12 months and they had a very new-looking footy department. They had a new CEO, a new president. And I reckon that the biggest indication of how, how far ahead they are compared to this time last year is you look at their, their two stars in attack and Charlie Curnow and Harry Mackay. And this time last year, there was a great unknown around Charlie Curnow. Obviously, we know how good he was in 2022, became a Coleman medalist. And Harry Mackay this time last year broke down. So they've had a full summer training together and spoke to Michael Voss on Monday and they've, they've paired them all summer. They've, they've, they're looking to build that cohesion because... Even though they had such a good year together last year, Harry just didn't quite stay on the park as much as they would have liked. So they're much further advanced at this time of the year. And when you go down at this time of year, you're looking for new faces. You're looking for players that are back on track. 
obviously, if we think about Carlton right now, there's there's a, a lot of concern around Sam Walsh. But from a positive perspective, they've got three players that barely played last year that are up and humming right now. And that's Zach Williams, that's Mitch McGovern and Mark Pittnett. So they've had a really strong summer so far. I know it is only January 25, but you can only report on what you see. And, and so far, those three have made significant inroads. And if you think back to last year, they all, really, all had really similar arcs. They started in the team. They missed three or four months in the middle part of the year and they finished in the team. So if they can get full seasons out of those three, I think it's going to be really big for them this year. Uh, so I, I had did, um, McGovern, look, I, I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, with uh, Weedering and Young taking the, the key forwards, he's really important in terms of their intercept game. And it, it, was he playing that sort of role, that halfback role, coming across intercepting and, and rebounding? Because he's actually quite a nice field kick as well, Mitch McGovern. That's exactly what he did on Monday. Took a handful of really impressive intercept marks, looked really good by foot. Lewis Young wasn't out there. He hurt his ankle last week, only really minor. So he didn't play, but McGovern and Weedering, they partnered in defence and, and they looked really great. And I mean, think back to this time last year, McGovern did have a really good pre-season. He had a really good start to the year before he did his hammy and, and went down in round two. They're really hopeful that he will get the rest of this block in heading into round one and, and, and have the season they hoped he would last year. They wanted him to replace Liam Jones and obviously that didn't happen. And, and Lewis Young had a really good year, but Mitch McGovern, they've got him here for a reason and it's taken time for it to set, but they're really impressed across December and January, so hopefully that translates across the summer, across the season. Well, there is a little bit of pressure on Carlton, so uh, it's glad to hear that they're, they're tracking nicely. Any other teams that have caught your eye? Anything uh, else worth reporting? Well, I was at Hawthorne yesterday. I've spent a bit of time with them in the last week, and I mean, the big talking point around Hawthorne right now is how they replace Ben McAvoy. I mean, it's there's a number of clubs going through leadership changes at the moment. We saw North Melbourne replace Jack Siebel last week. Collingwood and, and Geelong are the two others with vacancies at the moment. And I think both those clubs have a handful of options. But at Hawthorne right now, there's a real clear standout. And it's James Sisley. I mean, that's what happens when you trade Tom Mitchell, you trade Jay Gromira, you trade Jack Gunson, you lose so much experience. But James Sisley is the, the clear standout there as, as captain. They're going to go to Morewell next week on their pre-season camp and go through a leadership process. So I think maybe as soon as late next week, probably early Feb, we'll, we'll get a real... Uh, we'll know who the next captain of, of Hawthorne is. And if we think back to last year, James Sisley, I mean, he had a, a career year. Nearly All-Australian, really stiffed him. He's out in All-Australian, but became a best and fairest winner for the first time. Coming off 18 months out of the game, he really re-established himself as one of the best defenders in the competition. So I think he is the clear standout to replace Ben McAvoy. People at Hawthorne do say that Dylan Moore and Mitch Lewis are two other candidates he can't rule out. But just think at the point in their career, they're a little bit young. They haven't quite built years of form at AFL level. So I think James Sisley is the one. But we'll find out more next week when they go to Gippsland. Have you been down to watch Melbourne train? I have. I went there last Wednesday and it, it poured rain for, for three hours, but they had a really, really good hit out of of Matt Sim. I mean, uh, the, the issue there at the moment is Max Gorn. He hurt his hamstring late last week. And the only concern around Max Gorn doing a hamstring at this part of the year is Simon Goodwin's obviously looking to get as much match simulation into Max Gorn and Brodie Grundy between now and round one, because that's the big fascination. How do they fit these two star ruckmen? in the same 22. I think when they really explored that last year, they were hoping that there would be five on the bench that were accessible for 120 minutes. Obviously, that didn't happen 
in the end. So it's going to be interesting to see how they divide the ruck time. The good thing is that Max Gorn might miss the practice match in late Feb and the official practice match at the start of March. So we'll still get to have a good look at those two together. But the one to keep an eye on heading into round one at Melbourne is a guy that hasn't played yet. He's a young key forward called Jacob Van Ruin and had a really strong year last year in the VFL. Kicked 36 goals for Casey. There were calls late in the year to get him in to the senior side. They they didn't do that in the end. They, they opted to, to wait and hold him back and he's had a really big pre-season so far and there's a feel that he could come in and, and play round one and I think back to last year they had some issues with their key targets in attack Ben Brown kicked 30 goals from 19 games Tom McDonald had the list Frank injury and we didn't see him in the second half of the year and Sam Wiedemann is now playing for Essendon so Jacob Van Ruin's had a really big pre-season so far so I think he's he's really on track to have a round one debut. So there's a lot of excitement around him right now. Josh, before we let you go, we're asking today on our text line, 0427-154-166. And we're taking calls as well for um, iconic Australian sporting anthems. Do you have one for us before we say farewell? I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you two and giving where you're based, but I absolutely love what Port do pregame. I mean, there's, there's just something special about Never Terrace. Apart, I just we don't have enough of it in Australian sport. I spent a couple of years living in the UK and going to a lot of Premier League and Championship grounds around England. It's as close as we get, I think. That that 60 seconds before the bounce is special, and I've only seen it a handful of times in, in not even a showdown or marquee game. So that's probably my favourite at, at this stage of the day. Well, I think we should play it as we uh, say farewell to you again. Uh, Josh, thanks so much for your time. We'll catch up with you hopefully next week to give us uh, more of an update. And good luck at Tyler Marine watching Essendon train today. No dramas, guys. Great to chat. That's like the sixth time we played it this morning, Bryce. <laughs> you sick of it yet? No, I'm just worried about you might you might lose a couple. Well, this song's played out today. You might lose a few admirers, I reckon. Uh, Josh Gablich, our guest from AFL.com.au. Next, uh, we are playing The Bryce is Right. And also, we have a brand new segment on SENSA. You were there. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG. Coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Seven minutes to eight on this Wednesday morning, 27 degrees across Adelaide today. Jordan McArdle from the Adelaide Giants will speak to just after eight o'clock with tickets to give away to their final two. Bryce Gibbs, we've got a, a couple of new segments that we wanted to get into. The Bryce is right. We'll play in the next few minutes, but um, this is some hard-hitting stuff, which we have an intro for, so this is how it sounds. Um, But the segment is called Harder, Better, Fitter, Stronger. We've changed it um, after the fact. Jason spent half an hour (laughs) making that intro and you've stuffed it up, so... I'm sorry. Talk uh, us through this segment. And just a quick note too, uh, that Josh Gavlich chat, that was great. Yes. We can get caught speaking or purely sometimes about our South Australian sides, but to get a bit of an insight on how some of the Victorian sides are going and one of those teams who he's about to visit today down at Tullamarine feature in this segment. So um, harder, fitter, stronger, better. Just a couple of players and a team uh, leading into this season um, that want to 
get better in these areas. All right, let's go through them. So I've got harder. I've got the Essendon midfield. Obviously had a pretty poor year by, mm -hmm. by their standards this year. Uh, they get a new coach in Brad Scott coming in. It's going to look completely different. They need a bit of a cultural shift, I think. Uh, and I'm putting it on the Essendon midfielders. Last year, some of their best players play in the midfield. Last year, they were 17th in contested possessions, 16th in clearances, 18th in tackles, 17th in one percenters, and giving away free kicks. They were in the bottom four, which sometimes suggests you're, you're second to the ball. So um, I'm putting it on the, the Essendon midfielders as mm -hmm. a whole to, uh, to be a bit harder this year, especially around the ball, where when you're talking about finals, a lot of the finals teams, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Geelong, all those teams featured in the top four to five in those respected um, stats. So that's my nomination for harder. I like that. Fitter. I've got two uh, of our South Australians here in Jason Horn Francis. Uh, we know he come under scrutiny a little bit last year with some of his work rate, uh, especially away from stoppage. We, we all know how ferocious he was in and around the ball, but... Uh, there were some question marks on his tank uh, and him needing to, to build that up. And Josh Carr, who we spoke to earlier, said he's been really working on that and focusing on that. So um, get building his tank and, and having someone like a Travis Boak to, to train yeah. and, and set the example and, and show him the ropes, which I don't think he had a whole lot of those sort of influences around him at North Melbourne, mm. um, is certainly exciting for him. So so he's one there. And the other one is, is Isaac Rankin. He's... Uh, we all know his class. Uh, we all know what he's capable of, especially in the forward half. Um, but will he be fit enough to, to run through the midfield? Uh, I'm not saying that he's not fit, but to go from playing as a, as a small forward to, to play in the midfield, have stints in there and, and be really damaging, can he build his tank as well to, to have um, a real impact in and around the ball for the Adelaide Crows this year? So we'll soon find out. Stronger, we, we spoke about this bloke just before um, in Mitch McGovern uh, and how crucial he can be to, to this Blues He had lineup. a brilliant start to the season last year. He certainly did. And, and again, his body let him down with a, a lot of soft tissue injuries, uh, hamstrings, quads, uh, those sort of things. And when uh, when you've got Jacob Wiedering, uh, Lewis Young holding down the, the key forwards, um, Mitch McGovern, that, that real intercept marker, and he's a lovely field kick as well. So him dashing off off the half-back line with, with Williams and, and Doherty, I think he can be a real key piece to what Carlton are trying to achieve this year. So uh, keeping his body um, fit and healthy uh, will be a real priority for him. And the other one is Orazio Fantasia as well from Port. Obviously, we know his injury struggles with his with his body over the last couple of years. If he can stay healthy as well, he can be like another recruit uh, and uh, be really buzzing around that forward line, putting uh, plenty of pressure on with uh, new recruit Willie Rioli. Uh, and in the better section, I've got Jordan Degoe. Uh, probably won't come as a surprise. More for his off-field uh, antics and, and situations he found him in this year. You know, his performances off the back of having a bit of um, scrutiny uh, hanging over his head can't be questioned because some of the performances during the 2022 season and especially in finals, he he's as good as it gets and yeah. can do things that a lot of players can't do. So if he can 
he can just behave himself a little bit more off the field and, and not have those distractions uh, that can only take his game to another level. And the other one I've added in there as well is Peter Laddams, who was recruited from the power over to Sydney. Um, he had high expectations to play as that sort of second, or even first key forward that, that could relieve Tom Hickey in the ruck. Um, we we know towards the end of the season, he, he got suspended. Tom Hickey was injured. He did some silly things. Just he did some, a, a silly some... thing in the Port Adelaide match over here against Ollie Wines, and then he, he, he got suspended again. He just made some – he had some brain fates. He, he certainly did. So he needs to be better in that space because essentially Sydney potentially went in without a ruckman. They, they rucked Sam Reid, I think, who was injured. Yeah. And if – if Peter Adams was available to play, he probably finds himself playing in a, in a grand final at the end of uh, last year. So if he can sort some of his indiscretions out, sort of uh, be better in that space, um, he can have an impact for Sydney, who will be uh, in and around the mark again in 2023. Very happy with that segment. So harder, better, fitter, stronger. We'll chuck that up on the socials as well. And speaking of which, uh, if you missed our chat with the Port Adelaide midfield coach, Josh Carr, um, that podcast is now live. You can have a listen to our chat with Kari. We're going to go to the news and straight after that, it is episode two of The Bryce is Right. We are talking famous sporting quotes. You've had time to prepare for this, Gibbsy. I feel you're going to be good today. I feel like the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm getting a little bit more worried, to be honest. Okay. Well, I'll be the confident part of this duo, <laughs> and you can just stress through the news. We'll come back and do it if you want to get involved in the show. 0427 That's our text line. You can also download the app. Listen to the show via that if you're not listening via 1629, and you can give us a call as well. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. NSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And good morning on this Wednesday, the 25th of January. Uh, still plenty to come over the next half hour as well. Jordan McArdle from the Adelaide Giants will join us. We have some tickets to give away too. Uh, we will do that before 830 Gibbsy, big night in sport last night. The Adelaide Strikers losing to the Renegades uh, in Melbourne, which ends our season, which is really disappointing after so much promise at the start of the year. Yeah, it certainly was. And to lose by six wickets, when I think there was a, a small chance we still could have made the finals if we had a one and a Definitely. few other yep. uh, results went our way. But not to be. Alex Kerr, though, stood up again with a, with a 65-run innings. Uh, he's been great the last couple of games. Unfortunately, Travis Head missed out again. He'd be extremely disappointed with that. Uh, and as you said, just left up to, to too few this time around. We heard in the news as well, um, Stefanos Tsitsipas uh, basically won the hearts of all Australians with a couple of quotes after his Australian Open uh, final win last night. So he continues to go through and move closer to that final. You can see the first ever Australian Paddle Open at Australian Open 2023, the newest racket sport with off-the-wall energy. This is him offering to build a school in Victoria if he manages to make the final and win. I've, I've recently from, like, sort of uh, became, a, you know, I've been, been putting a lot of when it comes to charity and I would love one day hopefully you know winning the Aussie Open and giving a big portion of, of uh, the prize money to build a school in Victoria which is the state of education I'd like to do that wow. 
And Jared, if you're keen on playing tennis after watching it, hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court hire, no membership, no worries. Taking your texts, uh, we are looking for the best Australian sporting anthem. 0427-154-166 had uh, plenty of requests for songs like this. You come from an undown and Gibbsy, we know you love this one. So send through your suggestions. Uh, you could be the caller of the day, which we will announce really soon. But right now, we are back with this. Bryce Gibbs, come on down. We got some questions somewhere or what? I don't think we've got any prizes, at least not for Bryce. Anyway, all of that could be yours if the Bryce is right. You know, I feel that um, the more I listen to that intro made from Jace, um, the more I dislike it. <laughs> that's uh, that's what it was supposed to come out like. No, though, it's it? really good. It's really good. We like it. We'll keep it going. So, Bryce, basically yesterday we were talking about how to um, pronounce names correctly for people participating in the Australian Open. You were two out of five. Um, because I think you're an upstanding citizen who's right most of the time. So today we are going to put you to the test with famous sporting quotes. Uh, you confident now? No. Nah. All right, well, let's get straight into it then. Um, so there are five famous sporting quotes. I'm going to read out the quote. You are going to select who it is from. And if you are correct, brilliant. We'll play a correct sound effect. We'll play the audio. So the first one's really easy. I think you'll get this one um, with no dramas. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and play for the Miami Heat. I, I will get the first one. That's LeBron James. Um, and this far, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Oh, very nice work. That's a good start. It's it a, a good really start. good start. Feel a little bit more comfortable now. Okay, one from one. Okay, let's get into number two. I'm just here so I don't get fined. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm uh, just here. Uh, Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios. Yes. I'm just here so I don't get fined. You're going with Nick Kyrgios. Press conference. Let's find out. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. Uh, it's not Nick Kyrgios. I reckon he said that once as well, though, didn't he? Well, Marshawn Lynch said it about 15 times uh, in the one press conference. That's so, right. So, um... Sorry. Got too you, confident after the first I one. I know, I did, you were not. really up and I about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's quite easy as well, I think. Uh, for those of you who follow AFL, this was uh, a famous quote from a couple of years ago. You're quite brilliant, Shane. <laughs> easy, you reckon? <laughs> I reckon it's easy. This is folklore in, I'll give you a clue. It's from a former, now current AFL coach to a journalist after oh, an yeah. AFL final. He's back too. He's yes. back at the Saints. Rossi Lyon. It is Ross Lyon. What's your name? Lyon. Yeah. Shane. Shane who? McGinnis. Okay, that's the best question you can come up with after two hours of footy. 
You're quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah, oh, terrific. We've got that to look forward to this year as well. That was after Geelong Frio. And uh, Frio came over and uh, shocked Geelong in the finals as well. So you're going well. Needed a little bit of help with that one. But, Two from uh, three. There you go. You give it to me. We're mates. I'm trying to help you out here. Um, okay. This one is not from a press conference. It's from a microphone which is on the playing arena. So it's on the sporting arena. And the quote is... Get ready for a broken arm. Oh. Now, it's by someone who's been in the news over the past week. Not sports-related news, but they did injure their hamstring or calf. It's not a former cricketer, is it? It is a former cricketer. Is yep, it? Yep. It's not, uh, he's, he's in hot water at the moment, isn't he? He is. He was walking around recently with his shirt off. Well, limping around with his shirt off in Noosa. Not Mickey Clark, is it? Well, let's find out. Get ready for a broken oh. He was Jimmy Anderson in the ashes. I mean, and it's funny because before the last weekend, that was probably the most controversial thing he'd done. Okay, now the last one. You've done well so far. So you are three from four. Now, this is the last one. Uh, I don't have audio for this because I believe that this was just done in a particular written format. And here is the quote. Even though we won 12 games, that is 10 more than I would have won if I still had been at Carlton. Who was that? Oh, and Toe, didn't they come for me on the text line after saying that too? <laughs> Bryce Gibbs. Oh, very good. Hey, you've done well there. I'm really happy with that. Oh, yeah. I surprised myself. Yeah. He gave me a little bit of help, which I appreciate. This is what we do. We, we support one another due, due this time. So next week, we have another The Bryce is Right. I thought that was a success today. What would you give that one out of 10? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we go to the text line. Give us some feedback, whether we need to keep running with it or it gets the... Gets the same. And what do you think of the intro to the segment as well? Because uh, I want to play that again just to get your live feedback. 0427 154 166. Out of 10, how would you rate this intro? Bryce Gibbs, come on down. We got some questions somewhere or what? I don't think we've got any prizes, at least not for Bryce. Anyway, all of that could be yours if the price is right. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. I'm joking. Uh, let us know. 0427-154-166. We will chat to uh, Jordan McArdle from uh, our, look, one of our most successful sporting teams in South Australia this summer, the captain of the Adelaide Giants. Good morning. With Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Beautiful morning looking out over SEN SA Studio Lumo SA 1 King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. And don't forget, MG is coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. Big weekend for our Adelaide Giants, Bryce Gibbs. Playoffs bound, which is very exciting for us here because it means we get a couple more home games as well. And um, we've got some tickets to give away, actually. If you are keen to win tickets to see the Adelaide Giants, uh, give us a call now, one 736 736 As we say good morning to our skipper, Jordan McArdle. Jordy, good morning. I'm sure you're buzzing after a big weekend for the team. Good morning, lads. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be great. So how are you feeling, Geordie? I mean, it's been a, a pretty successful year to date for the Giants. Um, but the real season starts now, doesn't it? Obviously, a, a home semi-final. Um, we've got a, a great home record. Uh, 
we've we've played pretty well against Auckland this year. Um, how's how are the team feeling, uh, and what are your expectations in this upcoming three game series? Yeah, obviously um, we're very excited. We can't wait for what's to come. And yeah, obviously the guys they um, molded to the group very well, kind of pretty quickly. So everything kind of um, just came together fast. And yeah, we can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be so much fun, especially at home too, which is amazing. What's the atmosphere been like for the people that haven't been to check out a game before? Last week, we are having uh, discussions about it, how that, that home advantage gives you the edge to um, to get the better of the opposition. And obviously, it's it's worked wonders this season. Yeah, for sure. Especially over the last, you know, three or four seasons, we've um, we've done really well at home. You know, people... People don't like coming to Adelaide with the uh, with like the West Beach wind and stuff like that, and especially when we get the crowd up and about, it's um it can be quite daunting for other teams. So we we feed off that, we love that, and yeah, we can't wait for this weekend. Hopefully, we can get lots of people out there again. So explain to us the West Beach wind. I mean, in in other sports, if you you look at the NBA, not many other teams like to go and play in Denver because of the altitude, and they've got the uh, the home court advantage. So. Uh, for you guys, do, does that provide an advantage understanding that wind in that part of Adelaide? Yeah, absolutely. We Obviously, we pra- get to practice there and play there more than anybody else in the league. So, um, yeah, because it's right, obviously it's right near the beach, we get um, heavy wind and that ca- happens to come straight in from the outfield. So, um, it can cause, can be quite hard to hit at times and it can be quite hard to catch pop-ups and stuff like that. So, if we can just minimise and um, throw strikes and just catch the ball, we're going to be um, pretty hard to beat. And what are you expecting from, from Auckland this week? I think you, you took care of them three games to one in the last series you played them. They'll, they'll obviously want to get off to a good start playing away from home. Um, do you expect anything different for them or, or you pretty well know what you're going to get from them every time you play them? Um, well, you know, we played them kind of towards the back end of the season. So I don't think... Too much is going to change, like, roster-wise for them. But they had a few pretty electric arms out of the bullpen and stuff like that. And they had some really good young hitters with the Rangers. So, who knows? Anything can happen with baseball. We're just looking to, you know, throw strikes, catch the ball and get out, score a few early and hopefully um, can put them on the back foot and just, you know, take care of business. For the people that don't know too much about Nick Ward and an amazing season for Nick, um, how important is he to the club? Yeah, he's been unbelievable. He's um he's a great presence presence in the clubhouse. He's a he's a great player, but even more, he's an even better teammate and person. So he was able he actually signed on with us for next year pretty early on in the season. So that's um pretty cool for us. We're starting to get import. We got a good core of Aussies now, so we're actually starting to get a few imports who want to come back as well. So that that helps for the future. And yeah, we can't wait. He's just unbelievable out of the, out of the leadoff spot. It's been yeah, it's been fun to watch him. So, Jordy, obviously don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, we think that the Giants are on the verge of, of something special. Being the captain, uh, you've, you've had a big influence over this group, uh, especially in the, in the last couple of years, uh, a home um, local product from, from the Sturt Baseball Club. Um, how much would it mean to you to, to win a championship with the, the Adelaide Giants? Yeah, it would mean the world to me. I've, obviously, I've um, been around the Giants since I was and the Bites since I was 14 years old, so on the bench and stuff like that. So I've I've been around a few championships, but we've lost all of them. So if we could, um, it's been 43 long years. So if we could get it done, it would be unbelievable. The fans would love it, and yeah, it'd just be a good reward for effort, I think. 
If you are keen for those tickets, one 736 736 Call us now. Uh, wanted to ask you, Geordie, about your local club, Sturt, because um, local yeah. baseball is constantly thriving here in South Australia. Um, how important has this club been for you through your development, and how often do you get back there? Yeah, they've been amazing for me. Obviously, I've, uh, my dad played there, so I've basically just you know grown up there. So playing baseball since I was you know T-ball six, seven years old. So it's been unbelievable to be able to grow up there. And now it's great because uh, in, in our A grade team, it's just full of just kids I grew up playing with. So I love going back there. It's, it's just you know it's fun. Like we have fun, and it helps that we're pretty good too. So they've helped me a lot over the journey, journey getting me to America and stuff like that. And so yeah been great. I love getting back there, so I'll be back out there in a couple of weeks when it's over. I can't wait. What happens now from here? Um, how does the playoff system work? And as Bryce said, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but um, can you educate us a little bit on that? Um, so obviously we have this weekend, we, ho- we host um, Auckland this weekend for all the games. Um, and then it just depends on what happens during the other series. So if we win through and Brisbane win, they'll be able to choose whether they want to host one game or two. If Perth win, then we get the opportunity to choose. So it kind of just depends on who finishes the number one seed kind of thing. What do you mean you get to choose? And why wouldn't you choose to have the games so, at home? Um, so basically the number one seed gets to choose whether you want to have game one at home or game two and three at home. So it switches between the states. So if you want to have the first game at home and get on the front foot, then you concede the Saturday and Sunday games on the road. What do you normally go for? Uh, I think if it was me, we would we would want to think we deserved and we 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 would love the opportunity to win it at home. So we try our luck on the road on Friday night and then see what happens. Well, all the best, Geordie. We appreciate your time, mate, and we are certainly backing the Giants in to go all the way. So um, hopefully the results do go our way and we can check in with you again uh, next week and then get one step closer to that championship. Beauty, mate. Thanks, lads. Hopefully I'll see you there on the weekend. Uh, Thank you so much to our captain, Jordan McArdle, and we've got Ray on the phone now as well. Ray, good morning. Uh, We want to send you off to see the Adelaide Giants. You just need to ask a question, uh, answer a question for us, and that is, we mentioned it briefly. Do you want to ask that question, Bryce? I do. What was Jordan McArdle's junior baseball club? Uh, I reckon that might be Sturt. Well, we think you're right, mate. Well done, Ray. Yes. Congratulations. You are off to see the Adelaide Giants uh, this weekend in the prelim. So um, you get to go, I think it's called like the, the Burrito Bowl. It is called the Burrito Bowl, Jared, and it is an amazing setup in there. It's uh, just behind the home dugout. So uh, their hospitality area there, great view of the uh, the pitch, the diamond or whatever you call it. Yeah, it's um, a baseball diamond. Yep, yep. there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's yep. going to be good fun. Hey, Ray, thanks for listening, mate. Enjoy the baseball. Thank you very much. Uh, keep the calls coming in and you can send us a text as well. 0427-154-166 where he thinks, uh, thanks to Tire Power, selected Kumo tyres at 25% off. Next, we will be able to announce the winner of the text or caller of the day and uh, get through some more of your texts as well. It's SENSA Breakfast. Is this entertaining? Tire Power, winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs.
29 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning, Bryce Gibbs, Jared Walsh. Gibbs, we've got to give away the caller or text of the morning. We do, and it goes to source. If you're after the best Aussie anthem, it's the Holy Grail by the Hunters and Collectors. The nostalgia feel of the old Channel 10 footy intro with that song is unbeatable. We love that. Um, If you want to get involved in the show and have a listen to all of the chats we've had today, the podcast is now live. We're also going to have a chat with NBL's Peter Hawley, just about everything that's going on in the world of basketball. So you can download that exclusively. And we are back on Tuesday. Day off tomorrow. A couple of days off. Far out. Enjoy tomorrow no matter what you are doing. And thank you so much for choosing to spend your mornings listening to us on SENSA. Have a good Wednesday.